Steam locomotives were some of the most powerful machines ever built. They pulled trains that fueled our imagination. They represented vision, collaboration, ingenuity, customer service, and extraordinary human achievement. But in order to get to their destination, it took someone guiding them through a series of switches in order to get to the main line. Just like leaders today, it takes someone directing them down the right path in order to get to their destination. Welcome to Mainline Executive Coaching ACT, which stands for and Cultural Transformation, hosted by Master Certified Intelligent Leadership Executive Coaches, Michael Bailey and Rich Barron. With over 50 years of successful cultural transformation and quantum leadership development between them. Once again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's show. All right, here we go. This is Michael Bailey and Rich Barron, and we've got a particular guest with us that we're very excited to have join us, Joe Tate. Here we are, Mainline Executive Coaching. That's what we do here, Mainline Executive Coaching, ACT Act. Leaders, you have to act. You have to get yourself into action. ACT also stand for, stands for and cultural transformation. There's this wonderful connection between leadership and culture. And the better they are, the healthier they are, the better and the healthier the organization, what they do, what they do. So here's what we're going to be talking about with Joe today. We're going to be talking about this very interesting, again, reciprocal relationship between this particular case, leadership turnover, retention, and then employee retention. That's what we want to talk about today. So that's what we're going to do. I think this is very, yeah. very topical, very, very re relevant to right now. Joe, give us your street cred here. What, what's your background? Where you come from? What do you do? Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been in HR for over 20 years and uh, with, with small, medium, and uh, large companies. Uh, I worked for a small outfit down the street. They're called UPS. They have about 500,000 employees. So I kind of cut my teeth at UPS and learned all about HR and people and frontline management. At UPS, it's always promotion from within. And also spent, you know, almost 10 years in their HR group at UPS. So, uh, so worked there, but I've worked for some small startups. And now I have my own HR consulting business where um, I help small to medium clients and large clients uh, with day-to-day -day issues and, and challenges and um, dealing with regulations, you know, that more and more we're seeing state regulations. Certainly there's the federal regulations, but state regulations are changing on a, on a daily basis. So yeah, I'm an HR guy. I've been an HR guy for a long time. And I love the people side of that. It's it's not always the easiest job in the building, but it's never the same day twice. That's yeah. for sure. That makes a lot of sense. Changes bring changes. Changes also bring opportunities. And that's what we're looking for. Where are the opportunities? Not just changes, because changes can become discouraging. Too sure. many changes, too fast, too quick, and all that kind of stuff. Leaders have got to be ahead of that. They've got to be thinking ahead, moving ahead, pre-planning. And when, when the time comes, they've got to be there ready to start directing helping, encouraging. What is the deal here? And there's a huge deal when it comes these days to leaderships, lead people in leadership positions, 
not staying. There's, I know there's a, a number of reasons why, but this whole thing of leadership leaving, not staying. Talk to us about that. Yeah, there, there's there's a lot of worries out there too. They're, they're, they're looking at, will this be the summer and the fall of mass departures? And there's there's that worry there. And, and at very high levels, we, we're seeing many areas of the country where there's this sudden rebound from the pandemic. And there's there are opportunity everywhere. I, I look in our region and unemployment down around 2.9%, which is zero mm. in my book. So yep. there's this opportunity to go elsewhere. And we're seeing the introduction of more flexibility in the workplace than we've ever seen with, with every candidate that I've talked to. And I take that back. It's, it's all but a small portion. And I, I talk to candidates all the time that they're looking for flexibility is on their mind. Flexibility in, in the time of day that they work, flexibility in where they work, how often they come into the office. Um, but the, you're right with the with the with those leaders who uh, that, that's that's going to be a challenge for for these companies to engage with those leaders and and maybe find out ahead of time why why they're not they're not matching up with with their goals and where they want the company to go because because senior leaders are walking away and they're taking decades or more experience with them as they walk out the door. Are they walking away yeah. because of retirement or are they walking no. away because of better opportunities? Better opportunities. Yeah. Even even at retirement age, if they're mm-hmm. 62, 65, they're looking for they're looking for maybe something that's more fractional in what they do. Um that they can do do from home with with people they love and there's yeah there there are a lot of different reasons why they're 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 walking away and seeing some freedom in that in that stepping away so there's right now hiring away the all stars hiring away the ringers that really know how to get the job done uh, and there's companies that are in position that they can pay them a lot more money give them those flexibility perks that you're talking about that makes for a very very competitive place in the marketplace as far as good leaders who can deliver. So that's one, that's kind of one issue of why leaders are walking away. Another I'm wondering about is, is this, is when it comes to leaders, as leaders are promoted or people are promoted up to the organization, are they always prepared for that leadership role? Do they really know what they're doing? Do they feel like they have the confidence and the competence to walk into it and start right away and making that happen? I think there are a couple of different steps there where, Quite often, it's there's a, kind of two different layers of promotional advances that I see. First is w- when you have a, an operational or frontline employee of any type, and they're moving into first-time management situation and management opportunity. Those people have proven that they can do the frontline frontline work, and it's this reward for going into management. Those people need it's like going back to day one when you onboarded that person, they need the training and, the, and development. Right. There's, there's a big lack of that these days. So one thing my company does and, and, and that you guys do is building those skills and those interpersonal skills 
and engaging those people and, and proving to them that they can do it. That next step up is either to a VP level or a C-suite level where that person has to be, is driven into those big picture strategic items where they have to think about people and budgets and long-term planning. And that's another step where development and skills-based training, coaching, mentoring has to take, has to take place. You've been in those situations. Thank you, Joe. Yeah. Yeah, You've been in those situations. Talk to us about what your experience is. You know, I want, I want to go back and and just kind of address something that Joe said that, you know, some of the, the candidates you're talking to, they want their flexibility. Mm-hmm. They want this, they want that. And it just seems to me like nowadays and, and, and talking, and we, we have some experience in this with job coaching, that they, they want something quicker than, you know, their predecessors got it. They want, they want it now. And, you know, it's interesting. You look on LinkedIn, everybody's got a title. Everybody has to have a title. And the thing is, I got to, I got to tell you, be careful what you wish for, because you just might get it, you know, and Here's the, here's the thing. There's 33% of all the organizations out there who say that uh, a leadership pipeline is a huge uh, human capital issue in, in companies. 44% of all, of all leadership positions are now held by millennials. And a lot of those don't have the experience to get there. And so I, I think going back to what you, you, were, you were talking about is with, with people my age, and I say maybe boomers or maybe you know, older, Gen older, Xers. yeah, Jenna, yeah. They they put in it was it was a different mindset, I think. And I'm I'm not belittling or, or saying anything about millennials or anything. It's just a different mindset. Uh, I think we we realized you had to put in your time. You, it it took time to get there. And now you see, you know, a lot of them that are really trying to fast track themselves. And once they do, they don't know what to do when they get there. They're lost. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even at an educational level, as they're coming yeah. out of college, th- their profess- professors and leaders are saying, hey, go go here for three years and grab some skills and then go to this segment, and yeah. which can be beneficial, but it's, right. it's, it's a new new paradigm. For sure. Yeah. It's an interesting thing about, you're talking about somebody on the production line, they're very, very good at what they do, mm-hmm. right? It's kind of like me and Rich in this sense. I don't sing. I can't sing. I, I don't hear music really well. He's got a, you know, perfect pitch stuff. He sings, he plays all these instruments. He knows how to do that. I, on the other hand, I can hear when it's right. I can hear when it's wrong, but I don't know how to produce it. Right. You know what I'm saying here? So you've got a person who's got the ability to produce, right? Then you take him up to a management level. Just because you can do that here does not mean that you have the skills here to do it, though the assumption is because you know how to do it, you can then therefore teach others or motivate others to do it, but it's different. It's a completely different set of skills that they may not be aware of what it's going to take to be able to fulfill that role. And so at some level, sometimes the organization doesn't realize the distinction between the ability to do and then the ability to teach and lead and hold people accountable. There's some real differences there. And so they don't may not see that. And same thing here at the going into that higher level of strategic thinking. You just kind of assume, people assume that they can just get there. And that may not be the way. And that's what I'm wondering. Do people, as they start advancing, remember the old Peter Principle? Get advanced to the level of your inadequacy, right? <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> so what we may be doing here without realizing is we may be creating unintentionally failure. 
And if we realize that we're unintentionally creating failure, and we see that pattern again and again in our organization, perhaps what we need to do is step back and say, we need a better plan. We need a better way to do that. Does that make sense? So help us understand how then does that better plan include an executive coach to assist those people in the organization? Yeah, the... It's it's a delicate time for that employee. They're right. they're testing these new waters, and they're trying to trying to decide if this will work for them as well. And generationally, there's there are different approaches. You know, for me, when it was more of the school of hard knocks, if I if I skin my elbow, my dad would tell me to rub some dirt on it. Um, right. <laughs> that's, that's just, that's just, it's, it's, it's different that, and the millennials are really looking for, and I work with so many millennials and I love the millennials and they're, yep. they're, they're working with, they're, they're, they're strong, they're opinionated, they will share their opinion but there's beyond that that hard shell is uh, there's some fragility behind that there's some uh, fragile things going on there where they need and expect coaches and mentors someone that they can just openly go into an office or 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 send a text message and get some get get some help instant feedback I, yeah i, I yeah, think about yeah. um there's a kid named Ryan Booth he's on my team and he'll he'll have, we're at this level now that he'll have these millennial moments that we, we both call him that. And he's very open to it. And he said, no, help me out here. Millennial moment. And let's, let's talk about this. Um, one of the things I use is on my phone, I have a little app called Marco Polo and it's a free app where it's like a walkie talkie. You trade video conversations. And I missed a one-on-one meeting one day with, with Ryan Booth and he, he left me a Marco Polo. He knew I had the app. He left me a Marco yeah. Polo and he talked, he, he went into this dialogue of how, how heartbroken he was that I wasn't at that Marco Polo at the one-on-one <laughs> meeting, but he proceeded to have a full one-on-one meeting with me through this technology where we've connected. Now, now since that day, probably 18 months ago, I bet we've had 100 one-on-one meetings through Marco Polo where he can say, Excellent. hey, I'm having this millennial moment. I need support. I need a coach. What do you think in this? How can you help me out? And it's really connected us in new ways. And and I'm open, open to coaching more. And he's open to saying, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling a, a moment of weakness here that I don't know what to do. And I'm feeling yeah. like I'm failing. Help me out. This you, is, you just hit on something really important, that vulnerability. Oh yeah, that's needed, true. Needed that's to true. be vulnerable to have someone, you know, and and it it takes a lot of courage, really. Yeah. To open up and say, "Hey, I'm I'm struggling, you know, can you help me?" And that that's an important part of of moving on to the next level. That really is. Yeah. So, and that that's you know that's cool. And the the thing is, is because coaching people are getting coaching. It's not easy. You know, it's not easy because there's going to be some hard conversations. And and I think. I, I thinking back to my dad and that the generations before us and this kind of tough kind of knockdown generation that, and I'm thinking about times of failure that, that it really created 
I think in many generations, this fear of failure. And I get to see this every year as I'm a coach up at Snowbird and I teach kids how to ski, usually between the ages of six and 14. And, and there, if you've been to Snowbird, Utah, you know, fear of just incline. <laughs> I mean, it's one of the steepest mountains around. So there's that fear and it's all, it's like that fear that we face in business, but in business, we don't do a very good job of celebrating failure. We just don't. Now on the mountain, that's easy for me that I've got seven, I, I think of this class, uh, I had seven, seven-year-old girls and these girls were gymnasts and dancers and they would push the envelope. And sure enough, it would happen every time we were on the mountain, someone would crash. And on the mountain, when someone crashes and they lose their goggles and both gloves and two poles and a ski and their helmet's still on, thankfully, uh, we we call it a yard sale. Yard sale. Yeah. Because <laughs> all the stuff is get, scattered across the yard. But the, my team knows that when there's a yard sale like that, we cheer and we hit our poles together and we celebrate because that person on the team was pushing up to the envelope of their skills and abilities. And they went just a little too far. The yard sale happened. And instead of tears and fear and all of this, uh, we celebrate that but we don't do a good job of that in business. We've all committed a crime at business where I will never go down that road again because somebody at the C-level or a, a vice president called me out on that and either privately or publicly. And it's like that fear. I'm never going there again, but yeah. my girls can't do that on the mountain. They've got to go down that steeper slope and I've got to prepare them for that. So it creates a strange kind of dynamic, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's the fear it's of being adequate. I'm right. just in, I'm going to be discovered that I'm, all have it, yeah. yeah. I'm going to be discovered. And yeah. then the imposter yeah. syndrome. So now I'm pretending because I don't want to get caught at it because yeah. I'm already afraid. I, I lack the confidence. I lack the competence. Rich was talking about the vulnerability, the courage, the humility to yeah. be able to step it up and say, so what I'm hearing in this discussion as we kind of start wrapping up is this, the coach can be that bridge that helps you sure. move through those fears, moves through, move through those doubts so yes. that you're just not afraid of being one of these days found out, but you say, let's show you how to do it. Let's yeah. get you involved. Let's actually get you taking some ownership and taking those kinds of chances. Yeah. And when you fall down, don't worry about it because we're going to pick you back up right away, get yeah. you back on the road. I've rolled down that mountain and I can, that, that, I can, that's teach, key. You, I can teach you how to prevent that. And those are going to, it's going to happen, but I can teach you. And maybe celebrating failure a little bit more. I was in a restaurant the other day and it was this Mexican restaurant. Oh, I, I love the place. And they have these terracotta floors and the waitress comes out. She's carrying four meals and she drops her plate of four meals oh. and it breaks on the tether. And it's just this silence for like a half second. It's silence. And then every worker there, every other server, the manager, the people at the back of the house, the kitchen people, yeah. they all started cheering. They're like, yeah, and it just, it, it was this sense of relief through the yeah, whole yeah, yeah, yeah. restaurant. And then I watched the manager and he, he went right out. The other servers helped that server. The manager went straight to the table and said, um, I need to inform you that your meals are lying on the floor over there and we're going to fix all this. But that's a very different approach to this quiet Oh no, she yeah. dropped, you know, shaming. They're, yeah, they're and celebrating. Blaming. Yeah. You can yeah. celebrate failure. And yeah, she never wants that to happen again, but immediately she felt part of this team when it happened. It's a different yeah. approach. Yeah. I think there's a lesson here. I got I gotta jump onto something. <laughs> okay. Because me and Joe grew up, we grew up together. Um, 
pretty much. We we grew up skiing together. We built our first music studio together. Yeah. And we had this great group of friends we grew up with. And we all grew up skiing. And the rule was if we skied up to the edge of a cliff and someone took their goggles off and threw it off the cliff, the rule was we all had to go down there and help retrieve it. So everybody had to jump off this cliff no matter what. And there was a lot of yard sales. (laughs) And, and, And some of these were pretty sketchy. But... We all did it as a group. Maybe there's a, maybe there's a lesson there. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so in supporting that, well, the that lesson is failure. here's the lesson. <laughs> the lesson is yeah, you, the team has each other's back. Yeah, that's true. You got each other's yeah. back unconditionally. Yeah, we're gonna go. If you go, we're gonna go too. We'll work this out together. That's what I'm hearing. This is great yeah. stuff. Great yeah. stuff. And leadership is the one that sets the tone for that. Sure. Or they set the other one where it's like, oh, let's hunker down and hide. Let's hope we don't get caught. That's yeah. what that whole thing yeah, is. Yeah, that fear-based culture of don't don't mess up. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Excellent. Joe, someone wants to get a hold of you. They want to have that conversation with you about what you do and how you can help them out. How do they do it? Yeah. Um, the easiest way is just through our website. It's boostrecruits.com. And my my contact information is is right there. I'm certainly on on LinkedIn and I support companies mostly in the Western United States, but throughout throughout the U.S. And this has really been fun. I appreciate the invitation. Outstanding. Thank you. It's, it's great to have you here today with us and I share your wisdom, your experience. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you so much. All right, my friend. All take right. us home. Joe, it was awesome. It's, it's, always, it's always good to have, have you around and see you and you know, touch base. So once again, thank you. And if you want to get a hold of us, executiveleadersactilec.com. And you can go to our website and uh, leave us a message, you know, look us up, send us an email, something you want to talk about in in an upcoming podcast or just comments or suggestions or perhaps, uh, you know, free coaching sessions. You know, we can definitely talk about that. But once again, thank you and uh, look forward to seeing you next time and take care. we get to do this again. We're going to do it. We are going to do it again. (laughs) We are. We're going to do it. We're going to do it tomorrow. (laughs) 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 All right. Take care and we'll see you later. With all of the issues facing leaders and organizations today, you need executive coaching more than ever. Go to our websites, richbaronexecutivecoaching.com or michaelbailey.com. You can also find us both on LinkedIn. Reach out to us and let's sit down and find out just how bright your future can be with executive coaching. We'd also like to thank all of our supporters in over 60 countries and 600 cities worldwide who have helped to make us one of the top executive coaching podcasts in the world. From Rich Barron and Michael Bailey, this is Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. Thank you and take care.